This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Jill Bennett uh, in today. We just heard from U.S. President Donald Trump declaring a national emergency in the United States dealing with the COVID-19 pandemic. Let's bring in Reggie Cicchini, Global News Washington correspondent. Reggie, thanks for joining us. I know it's a busy day for you. Good afternoon. So we were anticipating the president would make this announcement. What does it actually mean as far as declaring a national emergency? So essentially declaring this national emergency is going to kind of dip into the government's coffers and uh, according to the president is going to essentially unlock $50 billion that will be able to be dispersed amongst the states and territories uh, to provide a better effort at combating this uh, this COVID-19 outbreak across the U.S. Uh, it's also going to allow for the Federal Emergency Management Agency or FEMA to be on standby to better assist with operations and it's simply going to uh, allow for a kind of new kick in the step in order to get a more streamlined set of messaging across to all of the states. And were there any, was there anything that uh, you heard announced uh, from the president that we weren't anticipating at this point? No, essentially everything we have heard is 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 something that we you know had really expected the president or at least somebody on his coronavirus task force to announce weeks ago. If if these measures had been discussed sometime in the last couple of weeks, we may not be in the situation that we are in right now. The president for weeks has been saying that this was a virus that came out of the middle of nowhere. Except we reported on this virus in the middle of January when it was still unknown in Wuhan province. So the U.S. is at ample time uh, to be able to prepare for this. So the president saying things like telehealth is going to be uh, available to residents and calling this a a new endeavor. I mean, Canada has had telehealth for for more than 10 years at this point. Uh, But, you know, essentially, we're hearing the president say things that are going to give a better sense of or at least a bit of a less angst amongst American citizens. Uh, He's been criticized for his response to this. He was touting what a great response the United States has had. Uh, What are you hearing as far as, uh, like you said, he's announcing things today that other countries already have and have had for some time. Yeah, I mean, look, the president was quick to kind of uh, poke fun at South Korea within the last couple of weeks when they started doing these drive-up testing, which, you know, health professionals in the United States said was actually a brilliant idea. It keeps people isolated in their vehicle. It allows for a very quick in and out of a swab to uh, have it sent for testing. Uh, Now the president is speaking of this as if it's a brand new idea uh, that the U.S. is going to carry out. And I think this continues on with that uh, bit of broken messaging that he's been saying for the last couple of days and even up until this morning when he said his policy to close the border with China is why the U.S. only has 40 deaths right now, ignoring the fact that enough testing simply isn't being done around the country. Uh, No, and we were even seeing that where we are in B.C., just south of the border in Washington state, where there was an outbreak at one long term care facility, uh, now more than one. Uh, That's what we were hearing over and over from health officials was there simply aren't the tests available and we need to get people tested. And there are questions being raised as to whether or not the federal government, i.e. the president, was potentially getting in the way of allowing those tests to take place. Because the more tests that happen, the better you have an idea as to where there might be a more concentrated outbreak or at least a more widespread outbreak, which is going to then bring the numbers up. And remember, when this all started in the U.S., President Trump came out, gave a speech and said that this could potentially be at zero cases within a matter of days. Very clearly not the case. This is uh, very quickly becoming, uh, on top of a health crisis, a political matter. 
matter for the president because he has made this a political matter. And uh, this could potentially impact him later on this year with the election. So he was very careful in how he was talking about this virus. Uh, he mentioned the travel ban as well. And we've been hearing reports of a lot of Americans scrambling uh, in light of that ban coming into place. Uh, is anything different about that or as far as I think he also mentioned screening at airports? Uh, so essentially what's going to happen is, yes, that ban is going to take place later tonight. It's just in Europe. You know, we, we didn't we anticipated that there may be uh, an expansion of that ban. It's not going to take place. But essentially, uh, foreign nationals who have been in select European countries won't be able to get into the U.S. Uh, they will be penalized with departure if they try to sneak in via ways of Ireland or the U.K. For American citizens coming home, there was that scramble after the president had originally held his conference on Wednesday night when he addressed the U.S., uh, but essentially what's going to happen is Americans will come home to specifically targeted airports where testing will be carried out and then they will continue on the leg of their journey to get home. So this is going to be a chaotic uh, movement over the next couple of days as, you, as, as Americans essentially try to get back uh, from across the pond. Wow. And have they said which particular airports will be used for this? The the, the full list hasn't been uh, released yet. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw things like LAX and uh, and uh, the New York airports because they were already being uh, used to increase the screening for travelers when they were allowed to come in uh, from different areas of Asia. So I wouldn't be surprised to see uh, at least the coastal airports be uh, select centers for people to drive into, uh, fly into. And do you get any idea of any future plans as far as restricting travel? at the border between Canada and the United States? So there hasn't been any conversation about that. I know the Prime Minister had been uh, discussing earlier in the day uh, that he would be having conversations with American counterparts on whether or not there was going to be uh, need to be some kind of travel ban across the border put in place. Uh, in the United States, the State Department has advised all Americans to simply avoid all international and travel abroad, which would simply kind of give that directive. There's no need, if no need, to travel uh, into Canada or Mexico. But there's been no discussion uh, right now, at least for the moment, to close any of the borders off. All right, uh, Reggie, we'll leave it there. Thank you so much uh, for the update. And we'll be continuing to follow and see as things are, are very likely to change uh, and uh, increase uh, as far as measures being taken in the near future. Reggie, thanks again so much. Thank you. Reggie Cicchini is a Global News Washington correspondent talking about this and about the comments made by U.S. President Donald Trump just a few moments ago.